Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have one of my uh, great Bon Jovi friends, PJ. Uh, PJ and I, we've been friends for, what do you think, 2011 now? Oh, dude. I want to I say just a little earlier than that. Because uh, where did we where did we really start meeting? Was it on the it was on the fan club? Well, we met each other on the fan club, and then we yeah. had I, MySpace. It was still MySpace days, dude, before Facebook and all that. So, I was gonna say, right. I think it was it was around like two thousand eight, two thousand nine when I really started getting into it. So you're yeah. in the fan club, you got your credit card little thing they send you and stuff, yeah. and there was cool. a chat room in there. And, yeah, uh, I think that's how so, we met too. Was the chat room, or maybe one of the forums or something but uh you and i we actually met i think the first time we met was actually at metlife in 2013 we've been we the thing is we've been to many of the same shows because we're generally yeah. in the same area so uh but i think the first time i actually went up and talked to you and then saw you in person was probably at metlife i forgot yeah. we were gonna bring that, that up yeah. we were going I, over stuff. I also thought we also met during the circle tour greatest hits tour but i could even lost not lost highway i don't think so but um but anyway yeah, the thing is, yeah that's how it gets when you go to like 50 plus shows it's just like yeah, you, it's you, hard you, to put them down i stopped counting after like 35 yeah and then we met up on the last tour this house tour in cleveland i think yeah yeah and that, that, was that, that was fun um but yeah so we've so we've been friends for quite a while and so it's great to have you on so uh, oh man it's awesome so, first question, how how did you get into Bon Jovi, and when? Well, yeah, good question. Um, well, when I was, um, we had, like, old VHS tapes. Like, my mom and my aunt, for instance, are were huge Bon Jovi fans. You know, he, he was the Bieber, I guess, of them when they were younger. That's how I tell people. And so, when we're younger, I remember uh, we had videos of, like, me in elementary school, and we're bobbing for apples, and my parents have... Um, like keep the faith and stuff playing in the background of like their first greatest hits album like that playing on so i knew the music growing up so we, we always grew up on like 80s music journey all that good stuff and um you know and then when i became of age bon jovi was you know it was a uh, have a nice day i believe when the hand tour was going out so there was a bunch of tours and stuff there and dates around me and i went so that's when you really, everything clicks. And that's when you just become addicted. <laughs> yep. And that's how it all starts. A little bit so, at a time. So I guess you could say from birth, and then I really, really hit it hard when I was like 16, when I could get in my car and go somewhere and go yeah. to the concert myself. So um, what, about, what about you? You were like young, weren't you? I was eight years old. Uh, yeah, so, Crush, yep. Crush album, right? Yep. Right yeah. before Crush came out, because I, I was uh, sitting on the um, living room floor going through channels, and VH1 was on. This is when VH1 started to play music. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. still music. Or still did, yeah. Yeah, and I remember the It's My Life video came on, and the and just like watching the stuntman, you know, make his way to the Bon Jovi show, I was like, this, this band must be pretty good if he, you know, you're eight years old, so you don't really know the logistics. Oh, it fascinates you. But I was like, I was like, oh, he he must really like the band, and so I was like, I'll watch. And uh, I just thought when they showed John and Richie and the rest of the band, I was like, man, these guys are really cool. You know, watching that cool. tunnel yeah. packed with cars and stuff, and you thought yeah. that it was an actual concert, mm -hmm. and and. Uh, 
I remember I loved that song so much and I would watch it every every morning and then Crush was going to come out I think two weeks later and I begged my dad to buy me that album I was like I love this song so much I'm gonna listen to it on my radio and luckily my dad did the, first, the morning it came out I came home from camp because it was summertime I camped during the day and I came home the afternoon and all my dresser was the Crush album and that, that's how it all started yeah so crazy money pit for the rest of your life <laughs> sure is yeah yeah <laughs> um before we before we get into our discussions i want to talk about that uh president shirt that you have on this one let me show yeah, it. yeah you gotta show it get a good view of it for everybody don't want you to be the president see i what remember a great soothing shirt Dude, yeah, i crazy. remember the lost highway tour pre-circle air so 0809 they had those posters and pins. I never knew about the shirt there. I don't remember the shirt. Yeah, that's I, pretty cool. I know we talked before the, the, the podcast, but um, I think you're right. I did get it on. I got, I have two of them, actually. And um, I got one for me and one from my sister. And then I found it again somewhere, and I took it. <laughs> so I have, <laughs> I, have, I have two, but I, I don't even know where the other one is at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I have so many. It's cool that I bought T-shirts from all the years because you can really see the band change and the way their music changed as well and so i'm like i remember remember when when lost highway came out and everyone was like oh it's a country album and just how they had just some smash hits on it and just some really good put just get in your car put the windows down and don't change a song for a while kind of cd that you could listen to yeah it's really laid back nothing screaming in your face Everything was it was feel good music, and, yep. uh, and then you see them just switch, you know, from that to have a nice day and everything else like that, and just how many times they've changed, just with the way times are going and their music. They're not just you know one hit wonders over and over again. No, They're constantly trying to break the edge with stuff, which is what I like. And uh, yeah, well, sometimes yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Central Park because I okay. know. For the people that don't know, Bon Jovi did a Central Park show back in 08, and it was, I want to say it was a free show, but I remember there was some, you know, taxing it, it, and fees. And, and how all it worked, um, it, it, I guess, I guess if you watch the, the, the Bon Jovi documentary that they had. Um, yeah, that's true. When We Were Beautiful, he talked <laughs> about it. And pretty much they want to charge like a tax, and then it was like a dollar for the ticket. And then I remember... Um, you could only get them when they went on sale outside of the the Yankee Stadium or the Met Stadium, and there was like waiting lists. And I'm sure you could have got them in other bulks of like if you were a club of like Citibank or however they financed it. The fan club also sold them too. Yeah, it was like uh, they they were hard to come by, at least for me at that time because I was so young. And think about it, internet wasn't nothing like it is today. Oh, I know. Like you had to actually wait. Internet would drop out because of you know we had DSL oh, and just you actually that. had to wait and stuff. You could buy. Bon, I remember buying Bon Jovi tickets at Boscov's in the mall. You used to be able to do that. But oh, um, anywho, I got mine. I got mine on eBay. I literally went on eBay and bought two tickets for like I think it was like twenty dollars a ticket. Oh man! And I brought my friend Carter with me. I was like, hey, let's go. And he had to hook up with a hotel. And say I'm I'm young I'm 18 years old I think yeah 
said my cousin went in the military and he couldn't go. So I took my buddy Carter and we go up there the night before, stayed in New Jersey. So we took the subway in in the morning and, you know, go out and have a good time. I mean, like, that's a, that's a question I want to ask later too, is like, what do people do? What are our knickknacks the night before the show, the day before the show? Yeah. Sometimes you get a little too fancy. You're like, I can't get sick. I can't eat this. I got to make sure I'm good. You know, it's you just like sleep. a ritual. Yeah, yeah. It's a ritual. What do I do to go to sleep? I need to make sure I can get rest. But all through that though, you know, wake up early the next morning and we were like, we'll get a head start. And, um, <laughs> you know, take the subway in and you're wearing your Bon Jovi gear and the, the subway's, you know, I'd say about half packed. And you're like, oh, I'm getting a head start. And I remember getting there to the Great Lawn and, and outside they have a wall around Central Park. I believe we were on the west side and the east side. They have two separate lines on the opposite sides. And, man, it wrapped down blocks, just the lanes of people, not not single file or six feet apart like we have today i mean people packed together yeah as far as you could see and then i remember it was hot it was like 94 i think that was the high that day beautiful like beautiful clear day though and um uh i remember sitting there waiting for like i don't know till i forget when they let people in we got there like seven i think they let people in at one maybe i'd say and they would go they had people go in and the way they had the park set up, it was just circles. Just a mass amount of people, but how they had to plan that and coordinate people to kind of like herding sheep, I guess, and just scanning tickets, scanning tickets. And then they had you wait at the edges of the park. I'm saying this is the interesting story about it that you don't hear from people is, so I was early, so I was one of the front <laughs> kind of groups of, towards the front of my side. And I remember hearing a bunch of people screaming, like a war movie, like Braveheart. And you see people running from the other side as fast as they could go. And you yeah. look, and there was the beautiful stage set up, gates, not a single person up there. So you're just salivating, like, man, I'm going to be close. But then your heart drops because you see all these people running as fast as they can from the other side. They got a head start. And I yeah. remember my side started to, like, panic. And they pushed the gates down and like people were getting trampled. And like I looked at my buddy Carter. I was like, we get lost. You meet me back at these at this spot. Because that's say back then cell phones were horrible, couldn't get good videos. Yeah. And just so yeah. many people. But either way, man, gunned it. I jumped over gates and everything like that. You grab a hold of that front bar. I, I couldn't have ran. I always say I couldn't have run faster. You could have had a suitcase with a million dollars on the front of that stage. And so I you're front faster. I was front. Grab that bar. <laughs> so you were actually front row then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. And um, I grabbed that bar, and then like anybody who's done that or been in that scenario, it's crazy because it's like bugs hitting the windshield because people are running and they just hit the, they'll hit the the bar with you there, and you're taking impact. Yeah. Then, I, I, go ahead. I was like, everyone's packed in there, and like sardines and i had my jacket trying to cover up it's 94 degrees and, and oh man everyone was sweating and we waited until i think the show started at like 7 30 so that was a long six and a half hours yeah oh man it is worth it though i guess man one of the one of the highlights of my life i guess to think about that forever 
and yeah. watch it and just nothing but hits, like John Bon Jovi says. Nothing but the hits. And it was. Yeah. And, you know, my dad uh, took me to go see the Madison Square Garden. So Central Park was July 12th. And then the MSG shows were the 14th and 15th, which concluded mm-hmm. the Lost Highway Tour. So my dad got us tickets for both of those shows. And uh, I, I remember I, I begged him to take me to Central Park. I told him it was a free concert, but my dad couldn't get out of work. And, you know, I was 16 years old. I didn't have a driver's license yet. And so, unfortunately, you know, I missed out on it. But, you know, if I was in that position right now, I would have, you know, done oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, well, look at you. You go to uh, the Soul Kitchen. I've never even been there. You're oh, so man. We're generally on the map. We're close to each other. But yeah. you're... You're still a little dry from there, and I'm I'm a little closer. I've never been. I uh, that's that was a question I was going to ask you. Uh, how's that even work? Is there a line? Uh, for the Soul Kitchen? Yeah. So I have every time I if I go see Bon Jovi in New Jersey, or if I'm because I have family over there too. So if I go see my family there, I, I will stop and support. Uh, so basically, every time I've been there, there's never really a line. Uh, I know that over, we just had vacation a, a couple of weeks ago um, on our way to go see some famous. So we stopped for dinner and, uh, you know, they, they seat you. Um, you know, obviously we, we, we pay, we make a contribution and then, and then some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's other people who truly are homeless or struggling and uh, they give a voucher. So that's how that mm-hmm. works. Uh, but, Pretty much the volunteers, they actually come right before a meal, even. And we'll volu- like, and it's easy work, you know, they'll sweep or, you know, work in the garden or, or help set up. And then they'll get a voucher to, to have dinner that night or come back with their family. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but when my family and I, we went there, um, it, it, it's amazing to be able to see it. And because we'll go during a Bon Jovi tour, like if Bon Jovi's in Jersey, New York. Obviously, there's going to be other Bon Jovi fans. But on that day, I was the only Bon Jovi fan. And uh, so it was interesting to see the community come. And you actually truly saw people that truly needed that place, you know, that, that were struggling and, you know, hungry. And so, you know, it, it was really heartwarming to see it in effect. I, funny story, I, I, I had time, I had um, I had a couple back surgeries within the past few years, so I had a little bit of time to myself during the healing process, and, you know, now John Bon Jovi says, like, oh, you know, to, to feel good, you got to do good, and I was like, man, I could go volunteer up there, so, like, you go on their Facebook page, and you fill out all your information, and my internet kept lagging, so I kept trying to press send, and I sent them, like, it must have been, like, a hundred requests to volunteer. I got, I am getting all my notifications from my email. I never, I never heard back from them. <laughs> They're probably, this guy is crazy. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, the thing, the thing is, is that um, I'd love to volunteer, but you'd hate to take that job away from someone <clears throat> Not to not saying that you that you were. Well, no, I, that's why uh, I looked into it, and they were saying like, uh, well, we'd rather like from other people that had that through my forums. I looked at is um, they'd rather if they needed it, yeah, but they'd rather leave spots open for people who need to who want to participate in that program to yeah. have that. I, I'm just gonna go there and clean the whole place up, and people will be like, 
could I have a job for food for my family? And they'd be like, yeah. there's nothing for you to do. So yeah, good, good for them. But um, yeah, if the, if it, the opportunity ever arose, I'd love to. Exactly. And you know, you know, on the media and all that, you know, John gets, you know, for being the dishwasher, but in, in reality, um, he tries not to take, you know, him and Dorothea and his family try not to do anything there because they're taking a job away from someone there. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, when we went there a few weeks ago, there was probably maybe 10, 15 volunteers that night. And a few of, you know, like one guy, you know, swept and pulled some weeds. And then an hour later, you saw him bring his family and, yeah. and if, if his family for the night. So, you know, just being able to see it in tuition you know, for, for whatever the word is, you know, see the, the model is the works. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it, it was amazing. It's heartwarming, you know, and it makes you appreciate John a lot more, and especially as a, as being a fan. You know, it mm-hmm. makes you proud to be a fan. Um, oh yeah, definitely. How how lucky? Like I was thinking the other day, how lucky are we? Because a lot of people ask, why? What what really makes you this hard of a fan? Like you know, we're we're passionate about it. It's mm-hmm. like we're our own little cult in a way. And I was yeah. like, well, it's kind of like a family thing, but I was like, how great is it that the day I was born and took my first breath of air, Bon Jovi was crushing the charts. And to be able to have all of them and follow my whole life and not only have them be good role models and be good influences in my life as growing up as a man, yep. that he's still around and they're still putting out music. Like, it's a good connection and, you know, you always communicate with their songs at certain points in your life. And, yeah. and like, how lucky. We, we lose a lot of people now to crazy yeah. things and drugs and everything else. And I think it's it's real good to have someone like him that keeps a level head and keeps going forward and keeps putting out stuff for us and shows how yeah. good he is of a man. He's not boasting about it neither. It's not like he's... You know, look, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. You know, yeah, he's, he's on the news and and does things, <laughs> but like I said, it's not like he's out pushing in your face. Like, hey, look what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. how how fortunate are we? Yeah, you know, he's such a positive role model. You know, I've looked up to him since I was an eight year old kid, and I'm 28 now. And so for the last 20 years, you know, he's been my role model. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, going through life events, you know, such as breakups or losing parents or you know or even happy moments you know the music has always been there mm-hmm. and you know how fortunate like you said you know how fortunate we are right that we're alive the same time bon jovi is yeah this huge phenomenon yeah. you know it, i always regret that i was born in 92 so i never got to experience 83 even up to 2000 you know when i became a fan so you know i always wish i could have experienced pre-2000 that that's always true, but I'll give you this side of it because I've always thought that, like, man, how cool my parents got to see all that cool stuff. But it's like a fine wine. Like, we get, especially, like, have a nice day tour and, like, around that era. Like, I know they've, they've kind of slowed down. I guess this is my thought. Like, when, when the uh, This House Is Not For Sale tour was going on, I feel like a lot of their shows, and you'll probably agree with me, a lot of their shows are... Uh, the set lists are very similar besides maybe a couple songs. Like it'd be the same couple songs. I think it's because of the new members in there has to be before. And I'm not saying they're not talented, but before when Richie and everybody was in there, 
I remember we'd go to concerts and it'd be a big thing. Like, what song are they going to open with? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was always a thing. And, like, that's the only thing with the last show. I was like, man, I like being surprised. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's uh, it's kind of weird with that. Yeah. You know, it, it was a huge bummer on the last tour. There was always this house. So, you know, on the next tour, you know, I really hope it's a variety of different, you know, because that was the, you know, fans like you and me, we're so diehard that we're going to go to, I usually do about five to ten shows a tour. And so you want to see a different, you know, I think for this house, I did six or seven, I think. And it, mm -hmm. it was practically 95% the same set list. Mm -hmm. but, and it, uh, it, that, that's, that's disheartening in a way, but at the same time, say we're growing with it. Thank God yeah. we had Phil X because oh, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's cool. I saw he did your uh, cameo thing. That was sweet. I heard he's a, yeah. cool, a really cool dude behind the scenes with that stuff. And um, uh, thank God we have him because he stepped in when Richie went out right away. Yeah. And the fact that, man, thank God, hopefully, hey, John Bon Jovi's ahead of the game and has people already scheduled to fill in if something happens. Because, you know, they're not getting any younger. I mean, my God, I'm I'm thirty, you're gonna be thirty-two, and I feel like I'm sick and hurting all the time. They're constantly on tour. What happens if if one breaks an arm, and how's how's that affect future playing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, the next topic that I know we wanted to talk about was the Starlin Ballroom show, right. which is another because uh, he I think he did it in '09 and 2011, if I remember correctly. And I wanted to do, I wasn't able to do either of those shows. So I know you did. Uh, so let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Okay. Um, well, at the thing for what people know is like, yeah, there was brand John Monjovi would have, you know, of course, some pop-up solo shows from here on out. But that event alone in Sayreville, New Jersey, at the Starlin Ballroom, yeah. um, quick little tip that he told us there, you know, he would, that's the way the concert went. He would... It was like a storyteller's, of course, and Richie used to own the Starlin Ballroom, and he said Dorothea used to tend bars in the back, and um, and just a nice small little event, and that was one of the first ones I think that kicked off like the Runaway Tours. <coughs> yeah, I think that was really the influence of it. Um, yeah, because, because uh, sorry, a, it brought in a lot of money <laughs> just for a yeah. little thing like that, and. Um, it really kicked it off. So that's why recently, I think it was the 10 year, 11 years. So within the 10 year anniversary of it, that's when that really kicked off. And yeah. uh, because that, I, I, when he was doing, when he was doing shows there, it was John Bon Jovi and friends. And yeah. I think after 2013, it became, you know, JBJ and Kings of Suburbia. Yeah. yeah. But then anyway. Yeah. Um, story goes with that yes they, that was back i remember it was in the fan club that was going to happen and i remember tickets were 750 dollars a piece which is pennies compared to what it is now pennies. yeah and i think that's the reason why i didn't go back in 09 because i had to rely on my dad to buy me tickets because mm -hmm. i was still, you know 16 and i was working as a dishwasher at eaton park and uh I remember, like you said, the ticket was like seven fifty, eight hundred bucks. My dad was like, "No way!" Yeah, and and then, but unfortunately, my dad passed away uh, mm -hmm. before the ballroom show, I believe. And so, uh, you know, 
like I said, dishwasher in the car, you know, mm-hmm. 800 bucks. Well, it was panning out. But they, um, I remember to say, that was, uh, that was with the fan club, and, you know, it was getting close to buying it. And I had my money, just happened to have it ready to go. And my buddy Carter, the one that went to the, uh, Central Park with me. His wife asked me if she could help, if I could buy the ticket, and she'll get it to him for Christmas. So it was all a big setup, and they ended up bumping the ticket price down to five hundred dollars. I think it was. So oh, cool. Really? You got yeah, because there was the big fuss of how expensive it was. Oh man. And um, they did. They low. They that's the first time ever I've seen them lower a price, you know, drastically like that. So cool. That all happened. Bought them. Everything's going good. Kept <laughs> But then my friend Carter, the one that went to Central Park with me, when say when we were running to the front gate, he had tore his ACL and like oh. his MCL on his leg running to the front gate of Central Park for that concert. And he had it, he had it surgically repaired. So the question was like, and back then it was, you had to have this person, you couldn't just bring your friend because it was um you can only bring one person with you. It was your ticket and an extra. And there was some weird things going on with that. So he had to go. He was all for it. I'm 19 then, I think. So we drive all the way up to Sayreville, New Jersey. And this is where John Mondrovi is from. This is where the magic happens. And Town, you know. But um, And we get there, cold, cold winter day, February 23rd. And... He, um, his legs all super swollen. I don't know what to do. It's standing room only. He's on crutches. So, and this is the first time too. I I didn't know who Matt was, and I see this dude kind of. He looked important, running around pointing fingers. So I was like, I'm gonna go talk to this dude, see if we have any handicap access or something, because there's no way this is gonna happen. Some a chair or something. Yeah. So I go over and I'm like, Hey man, uh, my name's PJ and explaining my situation and he's like oh hey i'm matt bon jovi and i was like oh wow you know and he's like yeah man no problem super nice and um okay sorry and super nice and um he uh he said yeah we can we can let you in in the side right after uh sound check so uh i was like oh that's awesome so we got to wait everyone else had to wait out in the cold it was a cold windy day and um he uh so we got to wait in the car in the heat and then they, they kind of wave us over and we go inside and you right we could hear the last couple songs that they were doing yeah. which was really cool and literally like it was like boom bam smash that's it you, uh, you hardly heard any words and dead quiet and it, it was Couple minutes later, like, they literally, they must have just walked off the stage doing their sound checks, and then Matt was like, "All right, you all can come inside." So you're in this tiny spot, and of course, I'm with my handicapped friend, and they're like, "Okay, stay over here, the way. <laughs> and you can stay up on this area, or you won't be bothered." And I remember it was like t- at least ten minutes before they started letting people run in there, and like I said, perfect, beautiful, all the. Yeah. All the instruments set up, microphones sitting there, you know, the famous microphone stand, and um, nobody, an empty floor, spotless, picture perfect, you know, and I was, I looked at my friend and I was like, 
I gotta go. <laughs> I, I I can't not stand up front. And um, so I run up there. He's he's like, go do it, man. You know, you help do all this. So I go up front and I get up there. And then like, um, I guess I can't say names, but other other of my now Bon Jovi friends and I meet up in there and. Um, it was a cool experience, and then like people start piling in. That feeling of guilt comes over you. I was like, man, I shouldn't have left my friend behind, you know. And you're torn in between two. And then he taps me on the shoulder, and he squeezed his way up, and he was right, right behind me for it. And then say that, that show, um, say it really introduced me to the different side of like John Bon Jovi. Yeah. At a young age, because like he came out, you know, you think it's gonna be all songs you know. And what a curveball. He came out and um, with like the birds, so you want to be a rock and roll star. And, you know, a lot of stuff from <laughs> Young Guns and Destination Anywhere. And really, one of them concerts that, man, you'll probably, I hope we get to see it again. But, man, he had a set list of just now that I'm older and I'm really more, you know, knowledgeable yeah. on all my Bon Jovi songs. I'm like, man, he played a lot of good hits that you'll probably never see it like a solo show like that again. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that show was recorded and, but I don't think it was until two till 2011, uh, in the fan club. You might have it too. I have it somewhere here. I got to find it, but it was a signed CD of that show. Yeah. I got, got it as a fan club subscription. Yeah. Back in 11 or 12. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think all of them were signed though. At least I don't think mine was, because it, it'd be it'd be framed in a way. There was two versions, and but this other version was not available. I don't know how people got the other version. It might be a bootleg, but the one I'm talking about was like a brown and black CD. Um, yes, yeah, got red. He's wearing his red shirt. Maybe he's not on the cover, so that's the bootleg one, I think. Okay. But this one was a black and brown CD. And it was so if you if you got because this is back when the fan club did autograph bundles. Yeah, I got I got mine from the fan club, but it was just like simple like Starlin Ballroom, February twenty third, two thousand nine. Right. Something simple. Okay. Yeah, it had pictures on it and it had a booklet in it and stuff, but so right. I don't think it was signed. Yeah. But um I, I sent you a picture of mine. I know I have a picture of it. I just don't know where mine it, it's somewhere. Yeah, right. Here. You put but, stuff away where it's like, okay, it won't get hurt. And you put it yeah. somewhere, and you forget where you put it. That show, speaking of which, that show, uh, that was the first time, not to sound weird, that's the first time I ever got to slap hands with the man himself. Oh, yeah. It oh, man, changed, changed my life. Yeah. I was, I, he, this is a good story. I'll say it, too, to all the people. He comes up, and he slaps, slaps my hand, like, grips it, and then kind of forearms it like that, you know? And it was all sweaty. <laughs> I turn around, look to my buddy Carter, and it was all covered in sweat. He's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I was just like, ah. <laughs> "Rubbing in them pores, man." And I was like, "John Bon Jovi's fluids are now inside my body. <laughs> Can only get better." And then after the show, say he threw his pick down. And say that's, that's John Bon's actual pick. Yeah. And, they're cleaning up, you know, because once the show's done, leave, turn the lights on, and they start cleaning stuff up. And I got my big long arm, and I put it out, and the guy just put it in my palm, and I squeezed it in there until like I just about bled. I was not letting go of that thing. Oh, I don't and like then, it. Yeah, and then I, I still have it. My sister has it actually. She has a nice guitar 
picks set up with famous people's guitar picks. Oh, famous nice. people. <laughs> John Bon Jovi's guitar pick outshines everybody else's on there. But um, uh, when we were leaving that show, I remember you got they they asked for your name and your mailing address and number on a card that you had to fill out. And I remember like you went up to the side where they sold all the merchandise and you gave it to them and they would take it and they literally took it and like, Oh, okay, thanks. And they threw it in a pile in the corner. Like it was just a mess of just little paper, little square pieces of paper with everyone's names on it. And I remember I made, I, I contacted somebody about it. Cause I was like, yo, we get promised like a CD yeah, and everything and all these goodies yeah and like they eventually ended up just going by they sent everybody who ordered a ticket to of whatever because they already had your mailing address and uh so when you bought a ticket they just sent two cds and posters or whatever back to you to yeah. give it to your guests versus man could you imagine if they were just like if half the people lost their little cards and they were expecting a nice personal cd of that night <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, before we conclude about the uh, ballroom uh, show, like you said, it's amazing to see John uh, solo because uh, I've seen John maybe ten times solo. You know, whether it was you you got a you got a handful underneath you, son. Yeah, Uh, just (laughs) whether it was like an acoustic show or with the KOS, Um, but. It, it's amazing to see John. I think John's a lot happy. I think when he's with the band, he's more hands-on, you know, in control because, you know, he's the CEO of this huge very, phenomenon. Very business, very business-like. No yep. playing around, you know. Yep. Only have fun when it's supposed to kind of yeah. deal. But the, the KOS shows are him having fun. I remember the cruise yeah. last year. He was just having a blast. You know, it, you know, someone made a mistake all well. You know, mm-hmm. he was so he's more loose and you know i you love seeing him do you know i've it's i'm not saying it's because i'm a huge bon jovi fan but it's amazing how he can take anybody else's song yeah and make it 10 times more incredible you know the the hampton water live party when they did like black eyed peas and stuff like that i was like yo i like this better i would really like to hear this if he busted that out of the campfire or a little he could play any of those songs like that at a private show and everybody would know and really enjoy it. Yep. And I, yep. I hope he seemed like he was a little embarrassed to do it, but I was like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say, I was reminiscing about it. What good times. <laughs> yeah. Um, we still have about 10 minutes left. So let's go right. to, uh, and this is something I am completely jealous of because roller coasters in my top five. Oh, that was a good song. Yeah. Favorite songs, and you were. Well, I'll let you tell the story. But I, I live oh. in jealousy, so yeah, well, yeah, jealousy. Speaking, of, go with that. I, I, I got your Christmas card from you. Sent me a couple years back. Open. Oh up, yeah, so yeah. I was Like, oh man, from Jerry, and it's you with John Bon Jovi. I'm gonna tell this story and say I've got many really good ones, intimate stories of like going to see Bon Jovi, and I've never got a picture or met the man. It's fascinating to me. Like, I've been to all these things. I've never been to the one where it's like, oh, you get a photo op or this and that. And I'll tell you, like, in the story, like, that's how my luck just gets real close and it curves away so fast. But um, I got to be in the roller coaster video. And so this morning I was thinking, I was like, I got to figure out how it really started. 
And I want to say from my like Bon Jovi community, from a page I, I followed, I'm trying to think who messaged me and they sent me a link. They were like, hey, this director is doing a Bon Jovi video. And we don't know the legitimacy of it, but uh, you, know, you, should, you should check it out and see if you could be in it. And it sent me to a link to his Instagram page. And uh, can I give a shout out to him, the director? You sure. leave. What's up, man? Ulysses Torero, my man. But um, he he uh, he was looking, and he did uh, uh, I think he did the knockout video as well. And uh, right. he, he it was there. It was like picture of John Bon Jovi. Hey, looking for extras and stuff for for a future Bon Jovi video. So you contact, and there, you know, I'll explain how it works later too, because I took like some acting classes. How it, how lucky I am. And um, so you contact them, and if they like you, you know, they'll look at you, and they'll ask you to send, like, a picture. Send three pictures in, your name, et cetera, information. And if they like you, they'll get back to you. And what's happening there is, like, I guess how I worded it is, John Bon Jovi puts out <coughs> an idea, and then John Bon Jovi's like, hey, these are the kind of people we want, I guess, you know. And it's like a pyramid. They're, they're, they're cutting down to a certain pocket of people and then those people they give those to the band and john bon jovi i guess obi handles that stuff too and then he handpicks the people which is the greatest thing about it i was told hey john bon jovi picked you to be in this video like to everybody else that was there that's not a big bon jovi fan they're probably oh great you know how much does it pay i was like Oh my god. I'll do it god. for free. <laughs> oh my god. It's for life. You know, he picked me. He must know me. <laughs> and this is crazy too, because um, so that's how it worked. And then something happened because they were like, okay, you're part of the amount of people. We'll let you know tomorrow. And then I saw another post on his site that um he said, Hey, if you were selected for the Bon Jovi video, please email me right away. I thought it was something wrong. The selections they had were originally they were lost to get sent to John Bon Jovi. So I contacted the director and he's like, hey, you were connected. You were the first person to get back. And since you your email came up, we have the people again. So not only did they have to do that, he said they had to resend the pictures of people again back to John Bon Jovi just to double check. And so then he picked me a second time. He could have been like, nah, man, that guy's a little crazy. But, um, you know, so I'm up all, I'm all the way up in Buffalo, New York, all right? So near your area. Yeah. And it was filmed on October 25th, 2016, right? Does that make, ring a bell, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think my dates are right. And yeah, um, the video came out, I think, in December. So yeah. it's like a month and, or so. And um, my, my dad's birthday was on the 24th is on 24th yeah so i had plans to come down here and to maryland where i'm at now and see him on his birthday and literally like the i get a call from a from a, a brooklyn number and I, like, I gotta answer it because it might be this it looked legitimate he called me he's like hey you know paul he's like can you, you you've been selected he's like can you be here on the 25th right you know i was like yeah absolutely and they double check and ask you to send like a picture, like holding a U or something real definitive that they ask you in case 
what if I sent a picture of me 10 years ago? You know, they're real picky. So then pack everything up, literally. My cousins thought I was joking. I literally grabbed the backpack, walked out of my apartment, and they were like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to New York City. Like, going to be a Bon Jovi music video. Didn't waste no time, dude. I drove to Maryland, nine hours to Maryland, to come see my father and them. And then the next night, I drove from here, and I drove like four and a half hours to uh, right outside of Coney Island. I got a hotel. And so you get your descriptions of what to do for the next morning email. And man, let me tell you, talk about nerves. Like, I, I'm not married or nothing like that, but like, I was sitting in my hotel room at like 11 o'clock at night. Like, this is happening tomorrow. I don't know. I have no idea. Rookie, dude. No idea. And um, I get there. I'm the first one there. And I'm the only one that drove a car. Everyone else was from the general area because they were looking for New Yorkers for the video. And I think I got in with a loophole because I was living in Buffalo. And I'm like, technically, I'm a New Yorker, you know. Why yeah. Not? And um, I, the, the cool thing, he didn't think I was actually coming from Buffalo. He thought that might have been a joke. And um, but I got in, did everything. They got craft services and say that Bon Jovi rented out all of Coney Island, uh, the whole little amusement park there. So it was just you and like, you know, 15, 20 people, something like that of extras and stuff. And all the crews there. And they really just wanted you. That how it worked is they, they had you set up as a couple, and you're out just having for you know at the amusement park having a good time. And in the music video, man, that day it was like 40, 43 maybe. It was cold right on the ocean, yeah. and they have you up in these roller coasters, and they're like, you have to act like it's not that cold. <laughs> it was freezing. And um, you had a little break room on the side, too, and, like, heaters and tents. And it was, like, man, it was, like, a 10-plus-hour 10, 10 day. You know, they you'd be in a room sitting with everybody else, and everyone's on their cell phones. And, hey, okay. keep in mind, I'm sitting there, like, when's Bon Jovi getting here? I know it's supposed to happen. And they would tell you, like, okay, um, Bon Jovi's not getting here until 3, so we need to get this stuff in, you know? and You'd be sitting at a table, and they'd come up, and they'd look. Mm, you. You and you, and you come with me. And you'd go shoot a scene and do something and switch it up. So it was pretty cool. You got to see everything with it. And then, yeah. say, Bon Jovi, we're, we're, I, in between sets, um, I wrote this down because I, I, I like this little tidbit of it. And I catch it in movies a lot now, too. Um Right before Bon Jovi gets there, they're like, all right, they start freaking out. And everyone's got to start sweeping up in front of, like, they're performing in front of this, uh, in the video. There's, like, airplane ride that's spinning around behind them. It's a blue one. And uh, they, they're sweeping it up vigorously. I mean, it looked clean already. And then they bring in hoses, and they're spraying all of it down. And um, I asked why. And they said, well, first, well, first of all, I heard them talking. They were like, Mr. Bon Jovi's uh, 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 real strict on things being clean and the video setup and stuff. And you could tell he is for things being in order. Like, yeah. no, no. Oh, man, I forgot that. Like, you don't I don't think you do that around Mr. Bon Jovi, you know. 
I think he expects things and is not afraid to pay money for it, but he has an expectation when it's done. And um, now, say when they're performing, you'll look and you'll see the pavement all wet. Yeah. When I when I asked him, and look in movies now too. When you see like an outdoor scene, it's in every movie now. The roads are wet because they said they're filming and things are taking time and money. If a dust cloud or something goes in the way, it ruins it. So they wet all the pavement down so everything stays and it looks cleaner too so not only is that i I like seeing that in the movie i learned that but every time you watch a movie now watch and see you'll see all the roads are usually wet when there's like an important scene somewhere you'll pay attention to it but um i'm gonna be looking out for that now oh man i I never noticed it but um yeah man it it was cool you got you know I, i had my couple seconds of fame in it and uh, I'm glad it came out to be a decent hit. I was glad to see it on This House is Not For Sale tour. And uh, to be a part of that, and say, I actually have a contract for that, that literally says John Bon Jovi is paying and I, my name, email address, a social security card number for tax purposes. <laughs> like I was literally an employee of John Bon Jovi for a day. Yeah. And I remember at the end, it wasn't a whole lot of money, but um, they paid everybody in cash. But you you had to fill out your tax forms too. Yeah, and so they walked in, dude. Table just stacks of cash across it, and uh, I I was like, man, I hope I don't want to say I hope I'm knocking on wood right now, but not pay taxes on it, and then you have to be called into court, and they'll be like, Mr. Schultz, why didn't you pay taxes from? The money you made from John Bon Jovi, just so I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how much could they possibly want from me? You know, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of money. Yeah. But no, it, it's um. So that was awesome. To... And so rare. Did you get to see it. the band at all? Um. Here, yeah. Here's the other part of it. This is my story about <laughs> how I get so close to meeting John Bon Jovi, but it just doesn't happen. At the end, while we're while they were filming the video, you know, they were like, "Hey, everyone, being." The extras room, you know, it's cold, so everyone doesn't mind. And <coughs> they, um, everyone's on their phones, and like he has an idea, and he's like, "Okay, I want every one of you to stand up and tell me five minutes about yourself." And he was like, "He is how cool he is too." He's like, "You should be able to stand up and tell me five minutes about yourself without saying filler words like um, and you should be able to go with it." And literally, all these people who act all the time were like, oh, my name's this, and uh, I do that. And it's skipped, you know, me. I don't, I'm losing time to think about what I'm going to say. And it literally, like, I don't think they knew. No one knew until that moment that I'm, like, a diehard Bon Jovi fan. And I don't know if that goes against the rules. Like, hey, you can't have, like, a fan addict on set in case for security reasons you know there's crazy yeah. people out there oh, i could see that being a thing but i uh, i kept it shut I, you know I, I played cool i was there i know what's happening and um came to me and i stood up and i was like hey i gotta tell everybody this i, I do this i do that and i was like this has been like the best day of my life i was like i've been to you know 38 bon jovi shows since i was 16 i've spent all my money on like shows all the time and getting these experiences and i was like 
just the fact that you all were here to help make this video possible helps, you know, my fandom and stuff. It, it's creating it for me. So thank everybody. And I don't know my speech was real empowering to people. And simply the conversations would change after that. Like a girl after me was like, wow, here I was. I didn't even really want to get up and come to work. And here you are like, you know, so grateful to you drove from Buffalo to Maryland, from Maryland to New York City. And she was like, I was complaining that I had to drive 20 minutes on subway. And so it changed the course of it. So then right there, I, I, I knew I made like maybe a little impression, I guess. I wasn't trying to, but the director comes over and he was like, hey, have you ever have you ever met? John Bon Jovi? And I was like, man, I haven't to tell you the truth. I was like, this is the closest I think I've been. And he says, I'll tell you what, you stay right here. He says, and uh, he says, I'm going out to talk to them right now. He says, and I'll get that hooked up and, and he's, I'll try and get you to meet him in like the next couple minutes. So be ready. What does a man do? I was like, you've been out there for 10 hours. You just gave this speech and you're like, I remember sitting in the room and everybody had left. He's like, stay in here. And like, you're back. It's like, you're, my back was to the door. And I'm like facing the thing. And I'm like, man, what do I ask this man? What do I do? This might be an, an this might be a rare, you know, small moment of like, you know, an intimate conversation with John Bon Jovi at the time. Right. So and what happens? He, he comes back and opens the door and he was like man you're not going to believe this he goes i was out there and they had to leave by helicopter and bus or whatever like that to go somewhere else so i was like oh Whoo. man i was like i get so close and then it's like hey you can meet john bon jovi and then nope <laughs> yeah man that but it was a great and yeah. just but you got what, to experience great, it you know yeah and I, you know what i want to tell people who watch this because a long time, even like in my early 20s, I would joke about it, but serious too. I was like, in my goals, I'd like, I'd like to be in a Bon Jovi music video. I have countless friends that'd be like, yeah, he was the crazy one that'd say it. And I would. So how hard could it be? And finally it happened. And really, if you want, if you would like to, to have the opportunity to try and be in any kind of music video, there's constantly places out there looking. You just got to search. And like I said, that was such a great experience for me that I would encourage everybody else to, if they wanted to try it, try it. It might not pay much, but look what you get to do. Like I said, yeah. Bon Jovi's making more videos and doing things. Um, it might pop up. And yeah. maybe you'll see me again in another video. Yeah. Well, buddy, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, time, you know, we're over our time, but uh, we'll have to, have you on again and kind oh, of talk dude, I know you and I we could talk all day um, that's, uh, but <laughs> that's why I asked you before I was like is it three hours or like a half hour yeah it could go for yeah. six I don't know with YouTube <laughs> and stuff you know it, it's yeah. easier to post you know 40 minute videos and we're you know almost to an hour so mm -hmm. uh, but you know I know I'm gonna see you again and uh, you know yeah, it's boring you know we should do a runway trip or something you know so you know you get, you if, get a chance uh, to meet if one pops up soon, I'd like right. to try. The thing is, it pops up, and then it'll be like, hey, you got $4,500 to spend on it, <laughs> like, tomorrow? And you'll be like, nah. So, but that's my next goal. Like, I have to do it. I'm not getting younger, and neither is he. Yep, so, you got to do it. But um, anyway, yeah. buddy, uh, thank you uh, for coming on today and, and talking. It was kind of interesting to hear your experience with the music video and Starlin. Yeah. And that, so, 
But I hope, you stay, I hope you stay safe, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. Thanks, man. All right. See bye, you, everybody. Bye.